Hello, this is Emran Shibishi, and he is Imran Mukhtar, and this is Goalsphere, which is our soccer show on SBC Sports. Today, we will be talking about our takeaways from the Liverpool-Everton match. Uh, we'll be talking about our takeaways from the Man United-Tottenham match. Um, we'll, talk, uh, we'll also talk about how as the La Liga title race, race heats up, we'll talk about who we, fin- who we think will finish atop of it. And the last topic that we have, we'll be talking about, we'll have, have a segment called Transfer Talk, where we talk about transfers and give our perceptions of certain transfer rumors or transfers that already happened. So our first topic will be is our takeaways from the Liverpool-Everton match. I'll go first. Um, I believe that this was kind of a, a boring game, per se. It wasn't really exciting at all. Uh, I think the fact that the crowd was not there played into the game's hand. It was very similar to how the game was played. And I honestly thought that if there was one team that would have won the game, it would have been Everton. I mean, they had the better chances. It was Calvert-Lewin and Rich Eilison getting balls in the box. Uh, Everton definitely had the better chances. They even struck the post once. Um, Salah didn't play the game. I don't know if there was an injury or something. He was going to get subbed on, but Joel Matip's injury made it impossible. They had to sub on Tayon Leverin instead. Um, but yeah, Calvert Lewin and Richarlison had had a pretty good game. They could have they could have won the game. I believe Everton had the better chances. And it was just a weird game because of the fact that there was no crowd. It's just a weird game. What do you? What was your takeaways from the match? It felt a little, a little bit there, um, rusty. I think uh, maybe yeah. Mosala could have made a difference uh, if he came in, uh, but there was an injury, so so that was a problem. Richarlison played really well. Uh, I think. Uh, I think he'll be he'll be the future. Uh, he'll he'll be the future. Teams will want him because he's playing really well right now. I don't. I mean, I I couldn't really see a clear chance for Liverpool. I mean, there was a couple, but they just couldn't get anything going. Three kicks. I mean, Sadio Mane. Alexander Arnold, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The the only chances I remember was free kicks. I mean, Sadio yeah. Mane couldn't get anything going. Uh. Minamino had a couple runs, but he wasn't really effective. Firmino couldn't get his foot in the game. I mean, Liverpool just didn't seem like the regular Liverpool, which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they were off. Uh, Plus, they had the league in their bag, so yeah, they don't really have to 20 points up. play they, extra hard. Yeah. Uh, real quick, do you believe that the Liverpool should have – it's so stupid, but people are saying that they should have an asterisk. I absolutely – hate people even the idea it just makes no sense 20 points no. come on we we got to think of common sense this time we're act like we're getting operated by robots where we have to do it if something happens no there shouldn't be you just have to use your common sense we're humans come on use our brains they shouldn't have an asterisk you agree yeah i agree it's not it's, it's not like it's a close race or something it's just 20 point difference so are they gonna? How is Man City ever gonna come back? Even if they continue, uh, too much of a difference to actually come back. That's just stupid. Oh, it's impossible. Even. I mean, they can literally clinch the next game or the game after. Yeah, it's two games. Yeah. Okay, so now we'll be talking about um, our takeaways from the Manchester United Tottenham match. Yeah, uh, I think I think Man United played really well. Uh, Paul Pogba c- coming 
uh, getting subbed in played really well. I thought I thought um, I thought he looked better than I thought he was gonna be. And uh, Marshall Mar Marshall had chances. They all the team all had chances. They just couldn't score. Uh, Kane looked bad. He didn't look that great. And I, Atai is probably the best score that could happen. Okay. Well, here's my main takeaways. I've come since to learn that De Gea is a liability for Manchester United. I mean, I think they need to go shop for a goalkeeper. He is yeah. a liability. I mean, he's a great goalkeeper, uh, I, and he can make very difficult saves. But he is a guy that folds under the pressure. He can't do. He, can't, he, he always makes easy mistakes. It's not his skill. It's it's his brain. It's 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 mental. There, it's just mental mistakes that he's messing up. Like, not even uh, like it's just simple near post shots. I mean, he's going for it with his legs when he can easily get it with his uh, inner hand. Um, he's punching the goal, ball wrong, leaning inside the goal. I mean, they had, it was uh, that goal. Yes, Maguire made a mistake. He, uh, he didn't cut off Bergwijn properly. He let him. But um, De Gea, he's becoming a liability, even for Spain, not just Man United, even for Spain. Sure, um, you can say that, but you, you can say that, but um, I, I still think he's a great goalkeeper. Sometimes uh, goalkeepers make mistakes. Uh, he makes it, too many. It happens. He makes too many. It is. A goalkeeper, no goalkeeper should make that many mistakes. That's too much. But he also he's bails making simple mistakes too. He makes good mistakes. saves, but he's also making simple mistakes. And he's making too many mistakes. It's getting repetitive. Yeah, I, I, and it's getting uh, embarrassing, quite frankly. Yeah, he should have saved that shot, but he didn't. I believe that Manchester United did do better in the second half, though. Bringing on Pogba, who made a difference. I don't believe that was a penalty, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Greenwood coming in, uh, he made a difference. He actually had a chance to win the game at the end, the last kick of the game. Yeah. It, was, it was slightly wide. Uh, but, yeah, I believe Manchester United did really well in the second half. They, um, they were getting balls in the box. The fullbacks – was getting up the field. Luke Shaw was making a difference. Even um, Juan Bissaka. Juan Bissaka was making a difference on that right-hand flag. I don't really see him attacking that much. Yesterday, though, he was, he was going up and down that flank. But Luke Shaw was a big difference up and down that left-hand flank. Uh, the changes uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer made were really good. I believe now Pogba has to start after that type of performance. And I don't believe that Pogba penalty was a penalty just because I just think it was too soft. Eric Dyer, he had his leg out already. It was a bit, uh, he had his leg out by the time uh, Pogba was in that uh, position. So I don't think, I think it was um, uh, a soft penalty. And I don't think that, I think the penalty should have overturned, been overturned by Vieira, if not called at all. I, I just don't uh, believe it was a penalty. I think it was a penalty because he clearly hit him. They probably wasn't. They they probably weren't gonna score, but Dari just made a bad mistake. Just he just tripped him basically. He didn't trip. I mean, he he was he was making a play for the ball. It was slight contact. It wasn't enough contact to bring Pogba down. Pogba was very very exaggerating on that. It shouldn't have been a penalty. Plus he's good at he's good at. It was not enough contact at all. He was just making a play on the ball, and his legs like was there. He didn't he didn't trip him. He didn't do any of that. It was just slight contact. There was nothing. He barely made Pogba contact with Pogba. 
Papa kind of got past him, almost got past him, and then Dyer didn't want it, wanted to recover, but he he tried to play the ball and then. Uh, but as far as far as that penalty, I do believe Manchester United deserved the point from the match. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't believe that was a penalty. But they played good enough to get a point. At least they could have even won it, in my opinion. They controlled the game. Yeah. Okay. Next. So as the La Liga title races up, who do we believe? will take who will be the champion at the end of it. Um, I'll go first. I believe that, uh, I believe, I don't even really think it'll be that close. I believe Real Madrid will win La Liga because I don't believe Real Madrid is dropping any points. Their remaining schedule is very easy. Their hardest game left is Getafe, who lost on the weekend against Ibar, a team that's barely battling to stay in La Liga. Um, and I don't see them dropping points, especially when you see how they're playing, how they're performing, getting all their players back finally for the first time of the season. Eden Hazard looking sharp for the first time all season. This is the first time he's really been playing. I mean, he only played like three matches before he got injured, and then he played one and got injured that game. I mean, now that he's back and that the whole team is back with Vinicius Jr. and Eden Hazard and Benzema and even uh, in Casemiro and Kroos and and even Rafael Varane is getting his form back. And Mendy's doing good too. I just and Courtois came back. He 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 was very weak at the beginning of the year, but now he's getting better and better and better. I don't know how Real Madrid doesn't win La Liga, especially the fact that they have the tiebreaker. So Barcelona's gonna have to finish ahead of them to win La Liga. They're gonna have to get more points than them. And I don't see Real Madrid dropping any points in the last eight matches. Uh, and also, Barcelona has a slightly tougher schedule when they have to play uh, play uh, teams like Atletico Madrid, Villarreal, and Bilbao, who beat them in the first game of the season on the on the goal in the last five minutes. Who do you believe will win La Liga? What's your take on this? Believe it or not, I'm saying Real Madrid. I think we'll be close, but Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona has been dropping points here and there. I just think Real Madrid is. It's playing really well right now, and they'll keep on doing that. Plus, Barcelona has a harder schedule. So I think Real Madrid will, will clinch. Oh, you basically agree with me, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you thought I was going to say Barcelona, right? Yeah, I did. I, th- I did think you. You think highly of Barcelona for no reason. <laughs> they, they, they really have had a really bad season this year. Dropping point. They started off strong, but their they're last stretch. And then been Real Madrid caught up. Uh, caught up caught up huh uh, Real Madrid caught up after uh, Barcelona had a great start really quickly I'm gonna talk I'm gonna add a fourth topic that we really didn't discuss before but I think that we should add it back who do we believe will finish the top four in the Premier League I'm not talking about Champions League spots because we don't know that yet it's based on if Man City win the appeal or not but I'm just talking about strictly top four should I go I'll go first. I believe it's going to stay as it is. Uh, I don't see Manchester United catching up because I believe in all the key games where Chelsea plays, uh, I think Chelsea will, I think the game that will matter the most on determining who gets that fourth spot, I think the top three are going to stay no matter what. I think that's solidified. Maybe Chelsea could jump Leicester. I don't know. But um, Chelsea Wolves. I think Wolves can make a push at Chelsea. I I think Sheffield might fall off. And it's really between Chelsea and Wolves. And then, Manchester United, they're there too, but 
I don't think they're only five points behind. Uh, Eight games, yeah. maybe. Uh, I don't shot. know if they have a reasonable catch shot. They could, they have a chance at Champions League in the top yeah, five, yeah. but uh, probably not top four. They're fifth right now. Top four. I think we'll stay the same too. I think yeah. Chelsea's play uh, is playing well right now, and they'll keep on doing that. But Man United will definitely be in Champions League if if Man City is going to be banned this year. Yeah, they also have Europa League. They win the Europa League. And there's some decent teams left, Leverkusen, Inter Milan. But it's not really – I mean, it's not out of Manchester United's reach. They could, they could still win the Europa League. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me they win the Europa League. Okay, so the last topic of the first episode of Goalsphere is going to be – Transfer. We're going to be talking about transfers. We're going to go through some transfers that already happened and some rumors, and we're going to give our perception of it. So first, Tivo Werner to Chelsea. Chelsea finally get that number nine. I mean, Olivier Giroud is just, I mean, he's not good enough anymore. And Tammy Abraham, he's more of a role guy. I don't see him as a starter of a team that's contesting for a title, which I think Chelsea is going to try to be. Timo Werner is a great number nine. He's like that false nine position. He can even play on the wings, too. He, he has movements and quickness, and he's a great finisher. I think get Chelsea getting Timo Werner is great for them, as so he could be our striker. Yes. Uh, Timo Werner was a great signing. Their soft spot was striker. Um, Drew wasn't that great. Abraham is more like a, a guy who comes off the bench and does some gets some impact on the game. But Timo Werner, great striker and uh, great the exact same thing I said. Even though I don't like y'all, he said the exact same thing I said. <laughs> so well, it's just, it makes sense, yeah. Uh, next, we'll be talking about oh Hakim Ziyech to Chelsea. I think it's a it's a good addition. I don't I don't necessarily say great addition just because we have a lot of people there already, but we are going to be losing, oh, we, I, I'm not sure about William yet, but we're definitely losing Pedro to Roma, so he could definitely be a replacement for that. I think he'll straightly go into that starting lineup in that right winger spot. I think Pulisic will be, Pulisic be playing in that left winger spot, and I think that front three of Pulisic, um, Timo Werner, and Hakim Zayic is going to be very, very deadly. I, yeah, think I, think, can, uh, I think they can contest for Champions League. I mean, for um, Premier League. Next year? Next season, yeah. Well, they, they won't contest, but they could, they'll be close to um, Manchester City. They'll be around that area. They'll, they'll be, they'll, I think they'll be, um, have reasonable distance behind whoever's the fourth place team. If it's United, if it's Tottenham, if it's Leicester. Wolves. Yeah, sure. Um, he can replace, I guess, Pedro. William, I think he's leaving. I'm pretty sure he's leaving. That, that's, the only, yeah, that's the only thing I can say, really. Pedro's leaving. Yeah, Pedro. he, he, He's officially leaving. Roma. Roma signing. Oh, it's official. Okay. But uh, William is leaving, too. Okay. Um, Ansu Fati from Barcelona, the crazy 17-year-old who's been amazing. He was linked to Manchester United, reportedly, but... Obviously, they fell off because Barcelona asked for a record three hundred fifty million, which smashes the record by like almost a, by more than a hundred million. I think. How do you feel about that? 
they really want to hold on to Ansu Fati. He's, he's a stud. Yeah. As a 17-year-old, he's a stud. Do you see any way Manchester United can keep pursuing? Anyway. No, no. I, th- I think I, it's just too much pressure on a 17-year-old. Like, Especially, sure, yeah. you don't want to spend $350 million on a guy that might not even start next year. And I think it's just too much pressure on him. Well, and the second yeah, he has a bad yeah. game... He's a bust, the biggest bust of all time. That's what people will be saying, especially the English Lane. press. Oh my God! In Manchester, that's even worse. Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's your team. What do you yeah. gotta say about it? It's good that they're passing on it because if if he if he's playing if he's uh, not what they expect, that will be one of the most overpaid. That will be the worst transfer ever, basically. Uh, look at how Dem- Dembele well, turned. They wouldn't out spend that money if they didn't know that he would be that good. I think, I think they do. Uh, I, I've seen him play. I think he's think gonna be, be very, very good. Like a star, basically. Yeah, he's only seventeen. I mean, he might be the next Mbappe. You never know. Okay, the next uh, transfer. Mbappe is linked to Liverpool for Sadio Mane plus a little, uh, uh, more than two hundred million dollars. Uh, how do you sound that? Uh, uh, that's what PSG offered to. Well, that's what the rumors has been. That's what the rumors have been. You know, I'd actually, I would not. I would think, I would really think about it, but I don't think I would do it, especially when Liverpool has targets like Jaden Sancho, who would I rather, who'd only be like 150 mil, and they're also targeting Kuli Bailey to to solidify that defense, which we'll talk later. But 200 mil and Sadio Mane, I think it's just a bit too much when you could get about 150 million if you sell Sadio Mane to Real Madrid, which has been linked. But I think Sadio Mane is gone either way. What do you, what do you say? He's on, on his way out. So why not give Mbappe to, to have another guy on the wings? Plus Mo 200 million dollars? Do it. I think they should. If I'm PSG, I'm not doing it. You're not doing the deal for PSG? No, I'm not. I mean, I don't think you're going to get a better deal, better, better deal from anyone. Yeah, sure, but gonna, don't you uh, want to keep him? If they're going to sell him. Then they got to sell him to Liverpool. Especially, not gonna get a especially if you want to keep him. You don't even know if Liverpool wants to do this deal. It's just rumors. Right, yeah. If you're, if you're PSG and you want to keep Neymar, if you get rid of um, Mbappe, then there's no chance you're keeping Neymar. At least not a good chance. I think it kind of so helps, Mbappe actually. will convince. I think it kind of helps Neymar. Neymar. Uh, I think it kind of helps them keep Neymar because Neymar is not going to have that unadded pressure of Mbappe being the best player when it's just clearly not the truth. Neymar is the best player of PSG. He will be the next three years as long as he's on the team. Mbappe, he's still improving, and he'll probably be better than Neymar by the time Neymar's by the time he's at Neymar's age. But right now, Neymar is a better player than Mbappe is. Does Neymar want to win? If you want to win, but then you better want Mbappe in your team. Sadio Mane can help them win. Sadio Mane plus 200 million to spend. I would do it if I was PSG, hand down. Okay, so next, um, we will be talking about Raul Jimenez, who is linked with Juventus, Real Madrid, and Manchester United. And actually, Juventus uh, are willing to give away Daniel Rugani and uh, Federico Bernadeschi to lower the cost of Raul Jimenez, which hasn't really been released yet. I assume it will be around 70 mil, 60 million, maybe even more, because he's had a great season for Wolves. He's been great the last two seasons. 
and I think he'd be an upgrade at Juventus over the um, over uh, the current striker Higuain and Manchester United. You definitely have them. The current stri- the current striker is um, for United is um, Martial. I think I think he'll be an upgrade because he's more of a pure number nine than Martial is. Martial is more of a false nine, and I think United has enough of those uh, type players with Greenwood on the bench. Uh, I think Raul Jimenez would definitely be an upgrade for them, and he'll definitely be put in the starting lineup. And as far as Real Madrid. I don't really see it. I mean, will he start over Benzema? I don't. Will Benzema even be there? Yeah, hold too many questions with Real Madrid. Because he's getting older. Um, I I don't think Man United should do it because I think they should save their money for Jadon Sancho and the other guys, Koulibaly even, uh, who's coming up. So I think uh, Martial is pretty good, solid right there. Uh, Rashford can play that position sometimes. I think Man United is all right. Okay, now uh, let's talk about Koulibaly, who's interested with signing with United, Chelsea, and Liverpool. And Liverpool actually has made an offer, rumors, we don't know this, nobody's telling us this, this is rumors, for $54 million, which I think would just way too cheap for him. I don't know, I don't see any way Napoli. I mean, last year Wait, they were saying $54 million. Last year Napoli was saying there's a $120 million um, release clause on him. Nobody's going to pay that, obviously. But if they could get Koulibaly to pair him up with Van Dyke, the only weakness on that team is that second center back slot, which has changed. Sometimes it's Lovren, sometimes it's Matip, even sometimes it's Gomez who gets put in that center. But if they, get, if they put a... If they could get a... Koulibaly? Probably best defense. Yeah. We're, we're talking about one of the best Premier League teams of all time, easily. They still are right now one of the best Premier League teams right of all time. But if you add Koulibaly, I think it just boss them to number one clearly. Three straight seasons of that much winning and that talented roster. What do you have to say about it? Uh, Koulibaly would be a great fit with, with Liverpool, especially next to next to um, Van Dijk and that Alexander-Arnold outside. I think he'll be a great fit there and he'll help them definitely uh, be contenders in Champions League next year too, uh, not not just Premier League. And May not, I hope May not gets him though, because May not, um, they could have him next to Maguire or uh, have Lindelof. Yeah, Man United, they're linked with him. They're also linked with Isa Diop, who's had a good season for West Ham, and especially and he's definitely going to leave West Ham, especially if they get relegated, which is a possibility. Uh, he's linked for around 60 to 70 million. It's a battle between Arsenal and Manchester United to get him. But I don't know if Arsenal, if Manchester United really has the money to spend for him, especially if they're targeting Koulibaly, Sancho, and Ansu Fati. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Ansu Fati, I mean, it's not happening. It's just too much money. Okay, so. Get us there back. Latoro Martinez to Barcelona. I, I thought like months ago that this was a done deal. But apparently it's not. Uh, Barcelona need a number nine, a striker. Luis Suarez is gone. I mean, and even if he stays, he's he's not what he used to be. He's he's diminished. He's diminished. That's all I have to say. Latoro Martinez. Um, I thought it was a done deal. Apparently it's not. They're asking around seventy mil. No, a hundred and twenty mil, which is a lot of money. But 
The 22-year-old Argentine striker is, is very good. Um, he's the future of the Argentinian national team. Pair him up with Messi, who's also Argentine. And he's been doing really good for Inter. Uh, I think it will be does, a good addition. Does Inter want to get rid of him? it's not happening. Huh? Why would Inter want to get rid of him? I don't get that. They want to get rid of him or Barcelona? Well, this is, do you think Leipzig wants to get rid of Werner? I mean, you, no, you, but the, you have to. That's okay. how football works. A bigger team is get the players if they want it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe even, uh, he'll, maybe he'll I'll, even I was thinking that maybe they do, uh, they're interested in doing maybe like a swap deal for Griezmann to lower the cost of Martinez. You never know. Or maybe sell Griezmann and use some of that money to offload the heavy cost of Lautaro Martinez. But Martinez, he, uh, he, apparently he didn't tell Inter that he wants to go to Barcelona. It's just rumors that they're trying to get him. But, yeah. Any closing remarks? Uh, nothing, but I just think he'll be a good replacement for Suarez. Even better. Okay. Well, this is the last topic of Goal Sphere. Um, I'm Imran Shabishi. He's Imran Mukhtar. Thank you for watching or listening, and goodbye.